probably the most valuable role is being able to actually find a deal. There's a lot of people out there that are peddling deals that aren't really deals. So being able to get your numbers together and figure out where you need to buy to actually make money is extremely important. Best ever listeners, I want to mention Lima One Capital, and I found out about them through a guest that I was interviewing on the show, and he mentioned how he was scaling his business. He was actually buying 10 single-family homes within one year, and I asked him, how were you able to buy 10 single-family homes, and how were you financing that? And he's like, oh, well, I just use an asset-based lender. I was like, who is that? And he told me it's Lima One Capital. I reached out to them afterwards, got to know them, and they are the sponsor of today's episode because they've got some unique lending programs. Uh, One of them is called Rental 30, where, as I mentioned, they're an asset-based lender. So they're lending based on the property's appraised value, as well as they look at the down payment that you're bringing to the table and the cash reserves. Uh, They'll lend up to 75% loan to value. And this is huge. This is huge because typically as a single family investor, uh, your lending strength is based on your personal income as well as how many properties you have, how many loans you have out. There's no restrictions on portfolio size with their Rental 30 program. Go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever sign up learn more about the program that's lima1capital.com forward slash best ever they also have a program for fix and flippers even if you haven't done a fix and flip they'll still lend to you they've been in the business uh, since 2010 so they've been around the block they know their underwriting guidelines they're not loosey-goosey but they do have a very specific uh, criteria um, that helps beginning fix and flippers get their fix and flip projects done as well as experienced fix and flippers they reward you as an experienced fix fix and flipper and you actually get a lower interest rate and lower origination fee again go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever and some legal stuff i have to say it is lima one capital llc and the NMLS ID number is 1324403. And their address is 201 East McBee Avenue, Suite 300, Greenville, South Carolina, 29601. Again, lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. If you're looking for a fix and flip loan or if you're looking for a buy and hold investment property and you're trying to finance it and you want it to be asset based, lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, hello. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff. We don't talk about any of that fluffy stuff. We only talk about the real estate investing advice that moves your business forward. So the real stuff. With us today, we got David Friedman. How you doing, David? I'm doing great, Joe. Uh, thanks for uh, having me on the show. My pleasure, my friend. And I had to have you on the show because you've got such an incredible story, a little bit about it, and then he'll get into it in more detail. David is 22 years old. He started flipping when he was 18 years old. He's now flipping seven homes every three months. His dad's a business partner with them. David is a broker. He Before real estate, he was a DJ for seven years. So I got to figure out this math real quick. You started flipping at 18 before real estate. 
You were a DJ for seven years. That's put you at 11 years old. Do I have that timeline correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. I actually, I had a small guitar and I sold it so I could buy my first mixer. <laughs> <laughs> and then you traded up the, the, the mixer to a house. Is that what, is that what happened? <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yep. Sold the mixer and uh, bought a house. You know, that equipment's expensive. So uh, Yeah, well, uh, clearly, especially uh, since you're based in California and I know houses in California are expensive. David's based in San Bernardino, California. Just say, it, say it quickly together. San Bernardino. <laughs> there we go. And you can say hi to him at dfbuyshouses.com. So David, with that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what sure. you're focused on? We actually just got to our eighth house that um, we now have enough money to start flipping every three to four months. Um, and things are rolling. Things are going great. We have a we have a full time uh, construction team. We have people that are uh, you know we're we're hiring people. We're creating jobs. We're investing in houses and in dilapidated areas. In fact, uh, crazy story that just happened this morning. We um, bought a house at auction that had a hundred thousand dollar code enforcement fine. And because we're friends with the city, the the city city people, they they actually removed the whole fine. Um, so just. Just doing a lot of business, trying to get creative and really flip houses and make money. It's hard to get into, but if uh, once you get started, uh, you do the first one, it's just, you know, a light bulb goes on. It's been really great for me. I didn't think I'd be where I was today. I really didn't. I, I just got into real estate. Um, you know, it took me it took me six months to sell my first house as a real estate agent. And, I you know, but I didn't expect that I'd be 22 flipping eight houses every three or four months. And now now we're looking at commercial property. It's just it's just going on and on. It's just getting bigger and bigger. It's been it's been an, it's been amazing. So how did you get the money to finance that very first flip at the age of 18? That's the hard part is doing that first one. Uh, the first house I did was in San Bernardino and I borrowed money from my uh, grandfather and he lent me $100,000 and it was a $200,000 purchase price. So we brought in a family friend for the other half of it. And on that house, I did a lot of the work myself. And, and now I, I will I will never do. <laughs> There's a lot of things I will not do anymore after after that one. So, so family uh, was how you financed the first one? Yeah, family, uh, family and friends, really, really important to tap into your sphere of influence or, or if you don't have one, network and, and make one. So how much money did you have to have to uh, complete that transaction and um, what were the terms that you got that money? I needed 200000 to buy it. We put about 25000 into it and so the 25000 I used from savings and my dad's savings so that, that was our money. Um, the terms, you know, my, my grandfather, we bought it as a short sale. My grandfather lent it to us. It was kind of a sweetheart deal. It was, it was only 5% interest. So that was that was a great start. And then the partner, we didn't, you know, he, he got his his 50% of the profit. But this partner works with us consistently now. And they've they've gone from doing, you know, this half, this half of a house with us. And now uh, just with that partner alone, they've given us like $500,000 to, to flip houses. So so just to make sure I'm, I'm clear on that first house, because I, I want to hone in on the first one, because I think, you know, with your story, it, it helps establish how you got going sure. um, and how you structure and how your structuring has evolved. 
So on your first one, you needed to buy it for two hundred thousand. You got, and then you put twenty five thousand dollars into it. Out of that two hundred, who uh, lent you that, and at what term? Okay, so a hundred thousand dollars was my grandfather's, and he gave it to me at five percent interest only. And the other hundred thousand was from a family friend, who um, it was just a partner. We didn't normally now when we flip houses. We charge someone for doing all the work, but um, you know he was just he got his fifty percent profit, and we got our fifty percent. So it was hundred thousand from my grandfather, hundred thousand from family friend. Grandfather was five percent interest only, and the family friend was fifty percent of the profits. Yeah, so I guess he got like an equity share, and and then yes, my grandpa five percent. Got it. Okay, and then you and your dad twenty five k. How much of that twenty five k was yours? Half of it. Yeah, we split it down the middle um, I from commissions, real estate commissions. That's the other thing too. Because we bought this as a short sale, we got a 3% commission. So we actually, up front, they gave us back $6,000. So that was that, that was a huge, I mean, that and that happens on a lot of houses that we buy. So being an agent has, you know, we've saved a lot of money. So you got that done and you need to put 25k into it so 225 all in how much did you sell it for and how quickly We sold it for 275 and it took us 15 days approximately Wow that's quick Yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't bad um I I was extremely impatient but it it worked out very well For those 15 days what were your responsibilities <laughs> So we're kind of like, I, I would consider myself more of like a project manager than anything else. Um, during those, I mean, from start to finish, I found the house. I oversaw the rehab and I put it on the MLS. I listed it, got it sold. And then, um, you know, we, we found someone uh, brought, an agent brought a buyer. So, you know, we had to pay an agent's fee. And uh, I just saw the sale through. And then, you know, once we closed and got the money, it was just like, how can we repeat this? So, so now that was four years ago, correct? Uh, correct. Yeah, that's four years ago. How many total flips have you seen through from the buy, fix, and sell? I think. Let's see. So that was our first, and I think we're we're hitting twenty, and uh, within the next month we should close about three more so we'll probably be around 23 24 within the next month okay so you you've done uh 20 to 24 well 20 as of this moment that we're talking where yeah. you you've seen it full cycle how has your role evolved since that first one where you were doing the project management i've mainly developed into um managing the contractors. So on that first flip, I did a lot of the work myself. There were a couple things like granite I didn't do and I oversaw. But uh, right now I don't do any actual construction. I don't I don't touch it. I just completely, I hand it off to my contractor and I make sure he gets it done. So I guess I kind of have the vision for what buyers want to see when we have our end product, when we have done all the work. Uh, the other thing, one of the major roles and probably the most valuable role is the analysis, being able to actually find a deal. There's a lot of people out there that are peddling deals that aren't really deals. And so being able to get your numbers together and figure out where you need to buy to actually make money is extremely important. And that's what I've been doing is if a deal comes my way, I run the numbers, 
check to see what I need to buy it for and then make an offer. Or uh, if I do the analysis before I go to auction, I'll, I'll do analysis for 15 or 20 properties a day before and then maybe only two or three show up at auction and then I go and buy them. So analysis and pro project management are probably the biggest roles I, I am involved in right now. When you're doing the analysis, what are you looking for? That's a really good question. Um, what's going to be my rehab cost on this? Uh, some of the houses we buy, we can't see the inside. So we have to expect we're going to have to replace all the flooring, all the paint, appliances, etc. So rehab's a big one. We need to be able to check back taxes. Usually the county websites, you can check those on. And then the really big recent one and a trend we're seeing increase more is liens. So you need to look for liens. Those are going to be, I guess, kind of like your weird expenses. Um, when, when I started three or four years ago, we were mainly seeing people lose their houses at foreclosure to just non-payment or, you know, they gave up because the house was not worth as much as they bought it for. And so when you buy it, the only thing you had to worry about was back taxes. Now, when you buy it, we have to worry, we're getting some weird houses where they just have like liens on them that are insane. Like the one we just bought that had a $100,000 lien on it. So we had to calculate that into our expenses. And uh, um, it's actually a, a really creative way to make even more money because if you calculate that into your expenses, the lien, and then you're able to convince the city to remove it or remove a portion of it, you just increase your profit by that amount. So it's actually, you can you can have a huge windfall by successfully removing liens. And what market are you investing in? What do you... What what, do you what, what city are, are you doing the flips in? Oh, uh, Sorry, I'll, I'll, speak, I'll speak English. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just, I was like, wait, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a word missing maybe. Um, <laughs> San Bernardino County. So Yucaipa, San Bernardino, Redlands, Rialto, Ontario, near the airport in Ontario. Uh, we got one in Pomona right now. We have one in Temecula. So, and how are, uh, how are you finding things? Are they mainly auctions? Yeah, I would say probably 80% of them have been auction. 20% have been either just from talking to people, letting them know what we do or, or wholesalers. What's been the least profitable one? Oh, wow. Um, that was one we had in Temecula. That was the first one we ever bought with a pool. Be very careful <laughs> with pools. That's a Every time you buy one of the pool, if it's not already fixed and running, that's a ten thousand dollar bill right there. So, and what are the numbers on that property? Let me think. Uh, we bought it, I believe, for around two ninety five, and we ended up only selling it for about three thirty, and our expenses were pretty significant on the pool. I think we spent like twenty thousand. So at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, we didn't lose money. I think we made about like three or four thousand. But at the end of the day, that was a scary one. We cut it close. Um, that was actually that was a deal that we didn't find ourselves. We we used to pay someone to go to auction for us to buy properties until we figured it out. So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. When you uh, take a look at that property in particular, is it the pool? Is that the main thing that was not expected with the cost overruns? Yeah, we expected it to be about 15000 and then the pool was an extra 10000 We had never rehabbed a house with a pool before, and we just didn't realize how extensive it could get. And this was actually quite a, a unique situation. Temecula has a very high water table, and you get what's called pop-out. And if the pool does not have water in it for a while, if you have a high water table, it'll actually flow out of the ground. So you'll have a huge hunk of concrete 
floating out of the ground by like two or three inches. And so we had to, <laughs> yeah, we had to wait for it. Uh, we had to put water in it and wait for it to sink before we could start repairing it and do all that stuff. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that will help some best ever listeners somewhere, uh, with, with that tip. I know that. And I'll tell you that just, um, that I just <laughs> found that very interesting. I, hopefully I don't ever come across that, but I found yeah, that very interesting. It's called pop out. Yeah. All careful. Pop with out. Careful with the pop out in your pools. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. All right, David, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? All right. So best real estate investing advice ever. Let's see. You're not reading no. this, are you? No, okay. I'm, not, I'm thinking. <laughs> I thought you were looking in your notes. It's like, oh no. <laughs> I thought, you know, when when we first started talking, I thought of a lot of things to say, and uh, I came up with a lot of stuff. There's there's tons of good advice I can give. Based on your experience, what's your best it's, real estate investing advice ever? All right, um, you know what? If you want to get big, if you want to do something bigger than you know, flipping a house or two a year, which I see on, uh, you know, a lot of people's goals are. Or to flip, you know, one or two house or just get started, use other people's money. That's my that's my best advice. The only way you can really expand and go from having a, a job to actually investing and owning a company, a real company, is by using other people's money. So that's been that's been my experience. That's I'm I'm 22. I don't have a hundred thousand lying around. I don't have two hundred thousand lying around. How else was I able to start? I would not be here today if I wasn't using other people's money and, and, and responsibly, um, don't invest in something you wouldn't invest your own money in. You, you can't lose other people's money or your reputation means nothing after that. So reputation is extremely important and using other people's money. So did you have investors for the deal that had the pool? Actually, uh, we have two, uh, main investors that, uh, go with this on every single deal. And then, We've constantly picked up other side investors if uh, if we don't have the money for a project. So did, did they make their returns on that one? Oh yeah. And the thing is, is from the beginning we we explained that you know there's going to be ones where you lose. We haven't lost on any yet. We've made money even if it's a little. But the thing is, you got to go for the average. So our average right now, we've had deals that are fifty percent returns. We've had deals that are like that three thousand dollar return. Our average right now is about sixteen percent. So you gotta you gotta keep going. You can't get stuck on one property. How did they make their returns on that one deal if the costs were so high? Did how does that work? We'll split what what profit there is. So we're we're all twenty five percent owners. So who, who is you, know. you, your dad, and then yeah. the two other investors? Yeah, yeah, they're okay. uh, they're people that we met through um, actually <laughs> uh, college. So, you and your dad met him through college, or you met through college? Uh, <laughs> my dad went back to get his master's degree. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, fifty fifty four right now, and around when he turned fifty two, he went back to get his master's degree. So, uh, people that he and I met through college, and I I just graduated last year. Uh, so. Huh. So you, so the, so it's you 25%, your dad 25%, someone mm-hmm. that your dad met while he was getting his master's degree, 25%. Yeah. And then is it, who's the other 25%? That other investor, uh-huh. his uncle. Okay. So that's how we've kind of like, we've built this circle of uh, referrals and we've, you know, we've documented all of our, you know, all of our flips and then, you know, we talk about it and, you know, people ask us what we do and then they say, oh yeah, I'm interested. Like I want to get involved. And so, okay, here's a hundred thousand, like go, you know, let's buy a house. And so 
at this point, I think right now, I think I'm working with about six other investors besides my other two main partners. Mm-hmm. So Okay. And on a typical deal with that 25% split that we just talked about, you, your dad, your dad's uh, friend through college and your dad's friend's uncle through college, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, yeah. you mentioned your responsibilities which are o- overseeing the, the, the GC portion of it and then doing the analysis of the deal. What are your dad's responsibilities? My dad is kind of like, he's, he's the guy that puts out fires. Uh, if there's an issue, like a pretty big one, let's say, let's say the house has a structural issue, he'll handle that. If, uh, if there's an issue with like the city or some code enforcement, he'll handle that. If one of the investors isn't happy... He'll handle that. So he's the diplomat out of the group. He's he's really good at at kind of finding an even ground with with everyone. Okay, so. so you're finding the deals, you're running the numbers, and you're overseeing the project. Correct. Okay, yes. got it. And your two investors are they uh, just they're putting up the money, and that's that basically it. Yeah. So even though um, we're all 25% owners of the company, they don't do much. And so what we decided with them is that they would actually put in more money. So they actually have 60% of the money in and we have 40% of the money in. So someone's going to have to run these numbers. It gets complicated. It gets very complicated. But we get 50% of the profit even though we have only 40% of the money in. So they don't do much, but we do all the work. That makes sense. And how is this structured? Is it an LLC that all of you have and then that LLC invests in properties or is every purchase its own LLC? We use the LLC to buy all of our properties, but uh, eventually we should probably, <laughs> it's probably about time to get a second or third one. So Okay, so you have one LLC that each of you have 25% ownership in and that purchases the property. Correct, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. All right, good stuff. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure, let's do it. Bring it uh, on. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. My friend Michael Blanc has an ebook that you'll want to download. It's called The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your Next Apartment Building. If you're interested in getting started with apartment buildings but don't have the cash or credit to do it yourself, then this ebook's for you and it's free. Text the word secret, S E C R E T, to the number 38470. That's secret. And text it to three eight four seven zero. Best ever book you've read? Uh, oh gosh, uh, Stephen King, The Gunslinger. Ooh, okay, that's cool. I suspect it sounds cool. It's amazing, and it's very different from all of other Stephen King's books. Uh, it, there's actually a movie probably coming out. So it's very different from every other book that every other guest has said as well <laughs> as their <laughs> best ever book. There's, you're the first Stephen King reference, so congrats. Oh, wow. Thank you. Best ever <laughs> personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? Probably when I was a lot younger and no, this is, this is a pretty, this is, this gets real. I was probably treating my parents really badly. I was probably being a teenager and I'm still pretty young. So this is, this is actually probably recent for me. And, uh, you know, we figured it out. You know, they, they said they still love me, all that stuff and blah, 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 all the tears and stuff like that. And just kind of it just showed me how strong a bond you can have with someone in that, like, even if you mess up, uh, there's always an opportunity to maybe uh, uh, fix things and, and make it right. So, What was the tipping point? What was where, what was the worst day of all that for you? What would you do? Oh, man, I can't even remember. I, I remember I was in Palm Springs. 
I probably like I remember throwing a tantrum. I probably I probably told one of my parents to f off. That's yep. probably what happened. That's happened a couple of times. That, so <laughs> that, that 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 generally gets under people's skin, regardless of who they are. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it's it was a bad day but it it all worked out and uh you know i have a really great support group with my family and and we've grown a lot together so what are the pros and cons of working with your dad uh pros we're very similar but he's a little more realistic and i'm a little more ambitious so i'm always pushing us to the point where it's you know high risk let's keep going he pulls us back uh, and he, you know, okay, but that, but is that really possible? It's kind of like his style. And uh, pros, you know, I get to see him a lot. I get to hang out with my family a lot. And uh, cons, really the, the only con is not really for me, but for my mom is she says we're always talking about business, even around family dinner, around her, and she never gets to <laughs> actually just have like a talk with me about just life in general. So <laughs> that's really the only con. I, I love hanging out with my dad. We uh, we have a good time. We make, you know, we make it really fun. So th- there's a lot more pros than cons. Best ever deal you've done. Okay, uh, yeah. Best ever deal. We bought a house. Uh, it was a uh, inheritance. Someone knew we flipped houses, came up to us, said they lived in San Diego and the house was in San Bernardino, a pretty ghetto part. They were tired of people breaking in. They sold it to us for 100,000 and we we ended up selling it for 180, so we made huge profit and there was almost no work to be done. We just fixed some of the doors that people had broken into. They hadn't done any damage to the house. And so I think we put 5,000 into it. So that was that was a pretty sweet deal. Um, can I do one more deal? Actually? Let's do one more deal. Yeah. All right. Okay. One more deal. We knew an insurance company that we we do all our uh, our commercial insurance through. She was retiring and selling her building, and so we did an all inclusive trust deed or or a wraparound, and we bought the property. Um, come in. We came out of pocket with a hundred thousand dollars, and it was a four hundred thousand dollar property. That she was selling. That was the price that she was selling it to us for, and I think our monthly payment is something like, I don't know, like fifteen hundred, two hundred, or two thousand. Sorry, yeah, fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars. And our rent right now on it is six thousand dollars. So we cash flow like crazy on it. It's a twelve thousand square foot office building that we bought for four hundred thousand. So in California, that's that's like thirty something dollars per square foot, and. Uh, You'd be hard pressed to find that anywhere else, and we and we didn't have to go through conventional financing, so it was a super sweet deal. Best ever way you like to give back? Okay, uh, yeah, I like I like posting on blogs like uh, Bigger Pockets. Um, I get emails all the time from people trying to ask, like, you know, how did you do this? Uh, I just got I just got one yesterday from someone saying, you know, where do I start? And so usually I'll I'll set up a phone call with them and. We'll, we'll see what their goals are and I'll, I'll give them some advice. So that's that's my favorite way to get back. Also, I volunteer help uh, with the Redlands Bicycle Race and and uh, I volunteer at Cal State San Bernardino. So just just uh, try to do as much as possible, as much as I can. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? Oh, biggest mistake. Huh. It's a tough one. Um, buying a house in Ontario without looking at the liens and we got hit with like uh about thirty thousand dollars in liens so 
Well, we made we still made good money on it, but that was completely unexpected, and and that was my job. So um, it kind of came up. It came up on the list of houses going to auction at last minute, and I I decided to not drive it. So I didn't check out the outside. I decided to just kind of wing it and looked up the value on the internet and just went for it, and it worked out very well. But it could have been extremely bad. I almost I actually almost bought a second note. That could have been even worse, but. That didn't happen. So, and what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Honestly, call me. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty open person. So, um, do you want me to give my phone number? Or? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, you can call me at nine zero nine four eight six two nine five seven. And uh, anytime, I'm I work all the time. I, I live hard and and I, I play hard and work hard and all that stuff. So, but don't call too much, or else your mom's gonna be upset. Yeah, other yeah, don't call me around dinner time. That's, <laughs> that's my mom's time. So. Well, David, thank you for being on the show and sharing your advice and how you got going at the age of 18 and doing your first <laughs> flip with your family and, and making it happen, how it was structured, and then how you have it structured now with investors, um, the, you know, the 25% across the board for you, your dad, your investor, and then your investor's uncle how those relationships came about and then getting specific into some deals that worked out really well. And then the deal that stands out as one that didn't work out as well and talking about that pool issue and what you had to do to <laughs> yeah. overcome it. So I love getting into specifics and getting into the the structure of different uh, agreements and arrangements that you have with investors and, and um, then the real numbers. So really appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank and, you. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. We will. All right. Sounds good, Joe. Have a great day. My friend Michael Blanc has an ebook that you'll want to download. It's called The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your Next Apartment Building. If you're interested in getting started with apartment buildings but don't have the cash or credit to do it yourself, then this ebook's for you and it's free. Text the word secret, S-E-C-R-E-T, to the number 38470. That's secret and text it to 38470.